we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Wundjeri and Boon people of the Kulin Nation on whose land we record today. We pay our respects to elders past and present. We recognise the ongoing intergenerational trauma caused by colonisation. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to a new episode of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry, where we will speak about politics, feminism, economic and, and our own stories. And we will not be sorry about it. It's Daniela speaking and my dear friend. Hi, it's Leah. Um, we've also got our, a very special guest with us today, um, the wonderful Katie, or Kate, as other people call her. I have a tendency to use pet names. Um, but Kate <laughs> is a fantastic, incredible social worker, and she works in the domestic violence sector. And yeah, Katie, thank you for coming in. On. Thank you for having me. Thanks for such a, a lovely welcome too. <laughs> oh, you're such it's a my babe. very first podcast, so... Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's a, it's, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you, Katie. That's awesome. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. So, Leah, can, can, you, to be here. can you tell our people why we're going to be talking about this week? Well, in honor of Father's Day, we thought it might be um, a good opportunity to talk about the men's rights movement. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> with, all respect, with all respect. <laughs> Oh, no, but absolutely. Why not? why not? Absolutely. Daniela, last week you spoke about a film called The Red Pill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Two hours I... of pain and cringe. Oh. oh, talk about people getting so close to the point and they're just yeah. walking in the opposite direction. Katie, yeah. have, you seen the, have you seen this movie? I haven't, no. So entirely relying on, on um, your you guys' filter. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're working in the domestic violence sector. You've had some experience with some of these views mm. well i actually only work with victim survivors so so not so yeah, many men then that's know, interesting big... no that's no, really interesting not so much. that's um that's really interesting because yeah it's this, watching this documentary especially i mean the frame of this documentary is followed by this uh young white feminist who um you know you know she like she experienced discrimination in in media and she was typecast as a blonde like victim and she was like stuck in this role and she was objectified and people treated her really badly which is fucked that is very much one aspect of feminism and she comes in this documentary as someone who is um, uh, questioning the men's rights movement very conveniently questioning but what's really interesting I found from the if you look at the the notes from the movie if you look at who actually produced the film it's it's a company that um that actually makes uh doc, what is a doc docu documentaries doc reality like, yeah doc no like docu advertisement sort of things like you know like oh, commercials no. so this is essentially a massive paid ad because exactly the men's voices the a voice for men or whatever the fucking organizations called, yeah 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 is a for-profit yeah. organization as well yeah so mm. it's not a not-for-profit it's not a charity it's a limited enterprise for profit they sell books they make conference forums and they pay entries for gold there so yeah. basically it's just mm. yeah, advertisement like they produce this mm. yeah themselves yeah and they found this feminist woman that it was like just listen to her was like okay girl yeah like it was it's it's really really fun like i went and watched it, it was so cringe because i was like why why this is this don't have any sense. It's fun. And they always try to make look like the typical feminists that we are like just screaming and, and saying bad words and calling Kant an idiot all the time when they basically are saying everything that that feminist was saying was perfectly right. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, dude, what you complaining is basically what are we complaining? Yeah. But you want to blame us and you want to talk about that the women have more privilege than men. How are you there? You know? <laughs> so it's, it's a really interesting, like, maybe we can start saying a little bit like what why they why they think that they ha we have more privilege than them look it's 
it's wild. They they talked about like the power dynamics a lot, like especially within like sexual relationships and how women are allowed to discriminate against men for being like short or ugly or something like that. But women discriminate against men for being like this and being and like being short or being fat or being ugly. And you're just like, do you know that you're talking about the same things that we are? This is gender roles. This is discrimination. This is patriarchy. The demands that people look a certain way to have to have value and to have worth. Like we are actively fighting against that. I don't. What what what's wrong? <laughs> like that's fine. Yes, yeah. we agree. Yes, totally. But they always get they to right to the end, we... and then they're like, Mm-mm. so fuck feminists. And I'm just like, you don't understand what feminism is clearly because we're fighting for the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because they say that that we create this big monster, like the patriarchy, and all men are bad, and we just create this when they actually don't have any privilege. They talk about a lot about childs. Well childcare and uh, when you get divorced and sorry I don't know that concept in English I'm so sorry uh, what okay. is it when you uh, you divorced. know when you get your kid oh like the family but when court. You, like custody exactly the custody, custody. Yeah. and they talk about like reproductive rights because they say woman has so many hear this please Katie they say that women have so much more reproductive rights than them because we have all these different kind of medicine for don't get pregnant. And when we are pregnant, we can take the pill after, we can have abortion, we can give an adoption, but men don't have any voice about that. Like if you get pregnant of a man and he <laughs> want to keep the baby and you want to give him an abortion, they can't keep the baby. And if we want to, if we want to get pregnant on purpose, because they always talk about that we uh-huh. love yep. to get pregnant for take, you know, give the, take the child and like, in the relationships like we always win we always win because we always want their money it's everything about we always want their money we always want the child we are like we're using the child against them poor them poor them so they say they always this the justice system privileged woman about that what you what you feel about that for example for the, uh, from that point <laughs> for the start where do, where do you where do you start like none of that's real like, I don't, I don't even know what to, you know, I'm not even sure that I want to give these views any airtime. Um, like, I they're think, so ridiculous. Yeah, no, I totally I don't, agree. I don't even know where to start. Like, I think some of it, I mean, what they're effectively saying is that um, they feel like, I, get, I guess, that they've lost some control over women's bodies and that they'd like to have that back. Like, there's some, you know, there's, like, I don't know. Or is it that they want to be pregnant? Like, <laughs> is there this, I don't know. like, you know? I don't know. Oh, would, would you like to have like, a period once a month? Dudes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I give you my period. I will love it. Take yeah, my period. I just don't enjoy it at all, my period. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I suffer. I feel pain. I, I feel horrible with myself. Take my period. I give it to you. I don't have any problem. I don't even want my own uterus. I give it to you. I don't care. I don't want child. <laughs> yeah. The, you know what I mean? The movie Twins was actually a, um, a documentary made by men's rights activists. <laughs> Hang on, not Twins. What was it called? The one with Emma Thompson. Yeah, Twins, Twins. Oh, was it? Oh, oh which one? one? Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Junior, Junior, not Twins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> junior it was, was junior a documentary. The, was Junior the sequel? I don't think they were related. Oh, it just had Arnie in it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, it was guys, Junior. My twins boyfriend was, was yeah, dropped my computer to twins. the floor. Like, sorry <laughs> if I put a bad face, but he just don't stop to move. And I told him, you for an hour to move. And he's being like, I will not make any noise. I almost dropped my computer to the floor. <laughs> Jesus. I hope that's not sound in the record. I was like, oh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Um, Talking about it's men's rights. Ah, now it's you're gr- going to say that. I mean, it's, a great, it's a great day for technology is all I've got to say. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I? And you know, like the other thing that they say, like they talk about a lot of shelters. They say like, because we're talking about United States, though. I don't know the numbers in uh, Australia, but they say, for example, we have 2000 shelters with only women's inside. And it's nothing that except men that are being abused by women. And when women in some places have kids that they like reach the 12 years old, they have to leave from the shelters. So they say, why is not a place for men? that are being abused for women. So I can no. talk a little bit more about this. So the um, rates of family violence consistently, consistently indicate that it overwhelmingly occurs by men against, by cis men against cis women, against cis women, sorry. <laughs> um, there are, there are exceptions to the rule. There are women who perpetrate family violence and the traditional models that have um, 
like women's refuges and response to family violence doesn't incorporate um you know it's very like cis heteronormative it doesn't incorporate like lgtbi qa plus victim survivors um it doesn't incorporate you know different gender different sexualities it's very it's the model is very yeah, heteronormative and very cisgendered but the numbers so there is a, a push especially within victoria to um to try and you know worldwide of course not phrasing this very well to have to have a service that responds to the community needs so having a, a service that responds to the LGBTQA plus um community um the there is i know within victoria traditionally the, there have been rules around shelters not taking on children like male children over the age of 13 uh, because they start to look the, the ideology behind it is they start to look like men and other victim survivors that are our women might be a bit frightened and like it's 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 a bizarre rule and it's I know you know it in some circumstances it might mean that a, a family aren't able to access a shelter because they don't want to separate from you know their teenage son which of course like it's a it's a bizarre rule but they're changing that within victoria we're moving towards what's called a core and cluster model of refuges which are um like independent uh detached units rather than having uh communal refuges um so that'll yeah that'll sort of enable greater scope to um respond to community more yeah that's so awesome i remember you talking about that and it was just like it's such a it feels like such an obvious move forward. Yeah, it's ex- it's yeah, it's expensive. That's yeah. Well, <laughs> but um, I'd rather be spending my money of, on that than the than like Abbott's mates and the Great Barrier Reef and all that kind of shit. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, but in terms of like. Uh, this this idea that there are all of these female perpetrators of family violence against male victim survivors that the evidence just doesn't back that up like it absolutely happens and there are absolutely male uh, victim survivors of family violence 100% and they've not been given the service that they need and that's you know something that the sector really has to work towards Uh, I think it's it's important to think that at least I believe in gender violence is different to domestic violence and I think it's important to understand that like women we suffer of a gender violence and that's the problem because the abuse has, they hit us, they, it's, it's financial abuse, it's even the child abuse. It's a way that gender violence because it's the way that they can hurt the mothers too. And yep. that is the difference about domestic violence. If we if we like get violent with a man, you can have bad moments. Of course, you can have abuser. Like we are human beings. It can be like a woman that can be abuser. But in the big part of the cases, it's not because he is a man. You know what I mean? It's just a partner violence, but it's not because he is a male that I bash him you know i will yeah yeah it's not a it's like gender inequality is at the root at the heart of yeah because i don't feel like no i own a man i don't think i'm entitled because i'm a i'm a like men feel like for example that's the case that they feel entitled to do things because you sometimes don't want to have sex with them because they feel that you have to you have to have a relationship like it's you have to you can say no you know you can say no yeah, I feel like sometimes the difference between male violence against men and f- women's violence against men, did I say that the right way around, um, is, is about power and control. So yeah. men have the power and control, they're trying to maintain it. When women are aggressive or fighting or, or abusive, it's usually about trying to attain control. All the reason, yeah, yeah, I super agree. Obviously not all, always, like, like Katie said yeah. before. Like there's always exceptions to the rule. Like like women 100%. can be shit. Like like Hannah Gatsby said, my my absolute hero. Um, they don't have the monopoly on on emotions. They just don't. Women can be shit yep. too. We we know of this. Course. We see this. But it doesn't have the same systemic effect of me going down the street and punching a guy. Is not going to. He's going to be like, what the fuck? That bitch just punched me. And I'll be like, yeah, fair enough. Like I'm a cunt. I just punched you. That was shit. But it's not going to add to the already existing systemic oppression that women face and i think you say the right word that is a systemic oppression is systemic this is happening constantly when 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 we do as a female we do something or women's it's it's like weird case so it's not a systematical thing it's not something that is happening forever so that is the problem and that's a a, that's the word that's the word that make the big difference yeah and then 
No, oh, sorry. Yeah, Gary, so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like talking about like the, the roots and how do we go back to it and how do we address it. I think we need to go back to the start and that's the Enlightenment, which is essentially where the patriarchy began. And we said last week we spoke about how patriarchy, um, how feminism exists in response to patriarchy. They, they argue in the, in the documentary The Red Pill that patriarchy is the result of gender roles and not the vice versa. And like he feels like, I feel like he thinks he made this massive point and I'm like, that is so irrelevant. Like, and that, and that is essentially the entire documentary. Like, there's this one guy who goes, hang on, I'll just read out this quote because I, look, and the look on his face, you've got to see the look on his face when he says this because he thinks he's pretty smart, yeah? Like, he thinks he's The one that closes his eyes all the time, the neckbeard? Of course he does. Oh, no, no, this is a different one. This is like the older guy that always wears like a check shirt. But he's, and he's sort ah, of had yeah, like yeah. a massive head. Um, women are seen as sex objects. Men are seen as success objects. <laughs> yes. Because they say that they have the pressure on our society to be successful. And it's like, we too. We not yeah. only yeah. have to be successful, we have to be beautiful, how you want to, we look. We have to be good workers, good manner, smart, and accept every time that you want to fucking touch me. <laughs> and you have yeah. pressure. But going back and to the Yeah. But going white, back to the white and middle class and able bodied and yeah, yeah. But going back to the Enlightenment, who who put that system in place? Who developed capitalism? Who maintains capitalism? Who maintains patriarchy? Who sets the rules? Like they even say within the documentary that yeah, where the reason why men are overrepresented in like you know in the workplace and as CEOs and um, in the legal sector and you know in legislation and in parliament is because men are supposed to go out and provide. And again, they get so close to recognizing that this is gender roles and capitalism, and then they just go, "Oh no, no, but it's feminists." It's like this sort of this this weird idea. Like ev I feel like everyone except these guys know that correlation does not is does not equal causation, but they're just like, "Hey, some really bad things happened to me," and acknowledge and I totally acknowledge like these guys have had some really shit experiences, and that's horrible. Like that's really shit. Like some people have really fucked these guys around. I mean. Judging by their mm. side of the story anyway, we don't ever hear from the apparently abusive woman. We don't hear their side of the story. We only ever hear these guys' side of the story. So that would be interesting to hear that other side. But also they're talking about, um, you know, like all these terrible things that have happened to them. And then they're just like, and you see the rise of the feminist movement and the women's movement. And they just automatically assume that that's why they don't have rights. That whole meme that's like, we can all have a piece of pie. Like me getting some of the pie doesn't mean there's less pie. Like we all can have pie. I didn't represent mm. that very well, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I will actually say an example about that because I understand to sometimes justice is weird. I, because I want, I would like to uh, talk about that a little bit with Kev, you can give her her point of view. For example, in Chile was a case that girl called Ambar. Ambar was 16 years old. She comes from a really poor family. She was in the child system, you know, the government one that in, ter in my country, Chile, is terrible. And this girl, one month ago, was a murder, rape, cut in pieces. Uh, they, they, they make a, you know, a hole and put it under the house. And he was the stepdad, you know? So long story short, this guy was someone that was in jail already. He before killed a woman and her child. And he won, he was, uh, the whole thing was 25 years, years, but they decide to cut it because he have good, like, it was like good in jail. So they freed him yeah. for at only 11 years. Someone that killed a woman, killed a woman. And he was even in a TV show that talk about like horrible murders and shit. And he said that he will, he don't know if he will do it again because he, when he killed the other woman, he didn't think about it. But anyway, they, mm. he was free last year or two years ago and he killed this little girl. But the thing is, then the dad of this girl appeared. God, that's terrible. And he was saying like, I was asking for my daughter custody for years and they never wanted to give it to me because I worked too much, I didn't have time for her, and I live in another city. And all my family was in another... Chile is a really long country. We are like 6,000, mm. 7,000 kilometers, right? So the middle from the north is really far. So that, that's why he said they never want to give me my, my girl. Anyways, I want to say that they never they dig more in that thing because I don't know what he did either. I mean, like, we don't know why they didn't give him the 
the custody to him neither. He never explained why, but he said that he never want to. He never he never got the custody. Oh, and it's another case where it was a a child. No, it wasn't even a child. It was a baby nine months that was murdered and horribly too in Chile, and uh, for uh, the partner of the mom. But the mom said that he abused the baby too, and the uncle was asking for the custody, and he was uh, gay. And they say they, they didn't give it to him for be gay and be a male too. Because he was gay? Oh, far out. Yeah, That's of course. Like, really oh, come on. It's like, it's better that the king is, is like living in a horrible place, but he can be homosexual because people believe that shit, that it will be something for a start bad that is ridiculous. And it's like, it's what the fuck? Like, why? Why you can give it to someone yeah. because it's homosexual? But what would you think about the case of the dad that didn't get like the custody or her daughter, even when she was in danger that, you know, like live in a really bad condition. That happened here. What do you think about it? So you're at, um, what do I think about like um, courts awarding custody? Yeah, yeah, so... that, that's happened here in Australia where you have kids that they have a really bad history, but they still prefer to give it to the mother still more than the dad or that no. doesn't happen here? Um, oh. I don't know enough about the statistics to kind of, like there is still... Um, like within the f uh, family violence sector, uh, um, the family law court trumps any IVO. So if you've got a interim family violence order against your violent partner, if they then go to the family court and seek custody, like access to the children, maybe 50-50, maybe, um, you know, 100%, maybe supervised visits, if the judge grants that the, the perpetrator of family violence court, uh, access, they get that access to the kids even if there, there is an active intervention order that includes the kids on the intervention order. Um, so that family law court trumps the um, integrated, uh, the, um, yeah, IVO or DBO, whatever you want to call it, AVO. Um, yeah, so we there are, you know, I can't, yeah, I can't speak about the statistics or anything like that, but there was, it was that kind of movement in the 90s, the men's rights um, and early oh. 90s, I think the uh, mm. men's rights um, associations uh, lobbying the then Howard Liberal government to change the law court access. So oh, I forget the wording, but it was like, you know, there was a bigger push to make parenting, like to make it 50-50, like yeah. regardless yeah. of, you know, whether there's like family violence in place, regardless of what the kids want. Like it was just this sort of like, and there was something about, oh, I can't remember the exact wording, but there was something about like it being friendly, like, and it just, yeah, it was like widely criticised and, you know, a lot of like victim survivors support groups and, and you know, the family violence sector that it really um, punishes and like just dismisses experiences of family violence and yeah like that yeah it's it's really messed up I've been reading mm. Jess Hill's book uh, look what you made me do which talks about in quite depth and detail the stories and of women who have experienced domestic abuse and assault and what they've lived through and how essentially that and a lot of the time what they're treated like in court and um, the outcomes um, of the court cases and that kind of stuff and what it actually means for their for their lives. It's such a powerful book. I encourage everyone to read it, but like be kind to yourself and take lots of breaks because I literally am yeah. reading it and just crying and putting it down and crying and putting it down and then. Yeah, I actually um, messaged Jess Hill on Twitter and she got back to me, which was really nice. She's, it's an incredible book. It's an incredible book. Like, it's, wow. it's, yeah, and some... I, think, I think some MRAs need to read it, to be honest. But there's this one case study that, like, just it really grabbed me how this, this woman, she's all the, all the boxes. She's white. She's privileged. She's a doctor. She's smart. She's lovely all of those things that you're supposed to be that are supposed to, to protect you from, from this kind of behaviour that clearly doesn't. It's, you know, it happens in all classes, in all, all racial groups. There's there's no... Yeah, there's no... doesn't discriminate. No, it doesn't discriminate. <laughs> but she's... Even after she's she is raped every night by her partner, but he doesn't abuse the child, he does abuse her. Until one night he abuses the child... Um, the child goes to hospital. They're really like he like shook the baby and like choked the baby, 
and goes to hospital they're worried that she's going to have a cognitive de- uh, cognitive de- deficit if she's going to have like vision impairment these kind of things like that's how violent he is and she finally leaves and they're in the process of having supervised visits so he still has access to the child he still has access yeah even after he yep. almost killed the child he still has oh, access what and okay. he's and and they're saying that in the courts that he has the right, which cool, okay, he has the right to apply for unsupervised visits because at these supervised visits he presents very well. They're in short bursts. He's on his best behaviour. And, I mean, anyone who's dealt with abusers knows how that they use, they laterally gaslight people. Like they gaslight the people around them to make it, oh, it was such a stressful time. Like we had a new baby, no one was sleeping. I was stressed, it was stressful at work. Like, and trying to justify their behavior by external factors and never taking responsibility for it themselves. What is that? Gasling? Uh, gaslighting? Gaslighting. It's, ah, that's yeah, gaslighting. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Make, no, that's okay. Like just everyone else. Like, I don't like to use the word crazy, but like everyone else is getting it wrong. This isn't how it is. And just justifying and manipulating the people that they're talking about to deflect responsibility. Yeah, interesting indeed. Um, Yeah, it's very common. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so manipulating someone into second guessing themselves constantly. So, like, constantly undermining them or. um, Yeah, maybe just delete out everything that I ever say and just put in what Kate says. No, it's just the opposite. I'm rambling like crazy. Oh, you're a beautiful angel. Stop it. Are you calling me a liar, Kate? Are you calling me a liar? How dare you? No, I put up a Facebook status update thing that was like, let's normalise anxiety, shaking voices, let's everyone say um 40 times together. It's totally fine because what you're saying, Kate, is so important and needs to be heard. Oh, thanks. No, that's you. Oh no! Oh, she's. Let's. We should record a podcast drunk together. Then we'll get. No, yeah. that's, that's fun. I mean, especially in the part to get drunk. Yeah. yeah let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I might actually be able to string a sentence together. Oh, you're stringing sentences beautifully. Uh, yeah. No. Not, not sorry. Not fishing for compliments. No. Well, I'm giving them to you. I'm throwing them at you. I'm spearing you with compliments. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this documentary, so, sorry to go back to the documentary. It just yeah, it yeah. blew my mind how often these guys would get so close to the point. You were just like, you were like, like yes. it was like you're on the edge of your seat going, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> I know. Like I know because, was, you know, sorry, they show the typical, typical point that is like, so it's terrible because when we tried to go to the police and tell them this woman abused me or raped me, no one believed me. It's terrible. And I'm like, oh, really? How terrible is that? <laughs> that when you say someone abused me, no one believes me. Like that is our life as women. So it's like, dude, like, why are you saying like, oh, it's terrible. So it's funny because they're going always to the point, but then yep. they come back to hate women. And they yeah. don't realize yeah. that it's not our fault that this is happening. No. They always come back to the point because it's women's fault, because no one believes us, but they believe them. And it's like, in which war are you that they believe yeah. us? I, 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 it's just crazy. They are so pity, you know? Oh, poor me, you know, it's not my fault. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't want any men get abused neither. You know, it's terrible. No one should get abused. Yeah, That's disgusting. Yeah. But of course, it's insane that they talk up. They talk like that. Like we as women, we don't suffer that. It's insane. I, I. And that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna um, say to, to blaming like uh, not blame. You know, not holding like the, sort of not putting the focus on a system that allows that to happen. Like. Why, you know, why would you not blame, like, a society that doesn't take your voice seriously rather than blaming, like, fellow victim survivors? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because mis- misogyny, like, it's misogyny that underpins their, their motivations. And, and, like, I can't remember who said it before. I think it was you, Danny. Like, it's about wanting to get control back over women's bodies or was it you katie i can't remember i think we've all probably made that point at some stage yeah anyway yeah. we think yeah, the same, w- all of us yeah there was what i found really funny was so there was one guy in the documentary that was a lawyer and he he brought out the forced labor convention 
and oh, yeah, yeah. and and he talks about how there was the um, the international treaty that meant that people couldn't be in um, forced labour and servitude, uh, except for males between the ages of like fourteen to forty five or. 18 to 45 or something like that. And he's like, quickly aside, oh, eventually that got scrapped. Uh, so, like, apparently there was a restrictive law for a bit against men. And, um, like, women wouldn't know anything about that, like being able to only vote for the, like, last, you know, hundred and so years or, like, rape in marriage being considered Ill- illegal only since the 80s. Like, women wouldn't know what, like, restrictive laws feel like. But he he also said that, you know, the the law got scrapped, eventually got scrapped, except for in the prison system and in the military. So he's talking about forced labor in prison and 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 military service. So 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 far MRAs are anti-capitalist. They they're against gender roles. So they're essentially against the patriarchy, but they're also um pro prison abolition as well. So I think that's really cool and dismantling the military. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is about they, this story. If they could, st- if they could stop hating women, they'd be but, like the best anarchists. Like I swear to God. Can I say something? Like the point about jail is bullshit yes, because they are all white dudes, right? And in the United States, like the seventy percent are black males, and it's basically a new kind of slavery that they're making people work for free for big companies, and that's yeah. a problem that yeah, they have yeah. black people, yeah. not the white dudes. That they're talking there. The only person that I saw of color was a man that have a problem. Uh, uh, he's in a group called Father Rights. When he uh, was with a woman and she just say his name because she didn't know who was the father, and they they make a DNA test and it wasn't him. But he have to still pay him attention. But we're talking about too a society where people that is in in United States that is in color and probably in Australia too anyway, uh, like they they need to do that anyway because they don't have help. You know, it's like it's different context. You can put them them in context as you as a white male, because their circumstances are completely different to you. So like, why you can be talking about slavery when it's not about only being a man? It's about the race. And you are a white dude yeah. talking about like so like freely like oh we are in jail. Shut up, you're not. Yeah. It's not yeah. the same. Just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. talking about race and prisons. Um, I was listening to in on a panel that that spoke about prison abolition, and they were talking about yeah. the fact that in America, when the um, when slavery ended and things like that, that's essentially when the prison system amped up. I watch yeah. it. I, that documentary yeah. Netflix is amazing. People watch it. Which I one was the it? Name. It's uh, fantastic. Is it uh, the thirteenth? Oh yeah, I still yeah, haven't yeah. watched that yeah. yet. Oh, it's so good. I need some very much on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, racism in Australian prisons is huge oh, too, and you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't have um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Our indigenous incarceration rates are obscene. It's disgusting. And if you've been following that, um, you know, raise the age kind of yep. movement that. Yeah, like kids as young as Indigenous kids as young as ten being locked up and all of that. I mean, I know that's probably another that's a, another podcast episode. That's a whole but. other thing, but yeah, essentially, and um, I think it's every child in Northern Territory that's in juvenile detention, which is just it's a nice original. name. Is 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 a First Nations kid? Wow! And yeah, let's just yep. let's just not 100%. pretend. Juvenile detention is just a, a pretty fluffy name for prison. That is ten-year-old children in prison, and we go, dear Mr. Government, please can you raise the age, raise the age from ten to was it thirteen? Was it to 14, 10 to 13, I think. 14? You know, totally unreasonable thing to ask. Um, They're just like, nah. Yep. So we need to keep pushing down. that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. And they're, they're standing for like really minor things too, like, you know, stealing chocolate bars and receiving stolen chocolate bars and, you know. Receiving stolen chocolate bars. I'm That's pretty sure intense. that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. But, and yet, super, and yet there's, there's um, young Elijah who got run over and murdered because a dude yep. thought yep. thought he'd stolen his bike, so he thought he had the right to actually go and run that kid over and, and kill him. For still a bike, because even he was doing it, why are you going to... It's a fucking bike. It's a fucking yep. bike. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He got manslaughter. It's but, disgusting. Yeah. But yeah. you know when I want to go to another point too? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, because you were talking about that case where the man abused his child, but she even it was a case that he was a privileged woman, 
and she mm -hmm. was a doctor and she was white. Okay, this is my point. The Sorry, problem yeah. is not about even neither the privilege. It's about class and money. Because I swear to God, a man that is poor and bash a woman is different the case where it's a rich man a bash a woman. If you mm -hmm. have money, mm -hmm. darling, you will see your child because you have money. So again, yeah. we're going to the point. It's not privilege about men or women, whatever. It's about two about money and capitalism. Because in the end, any country that you are, if you're rich, darling, the law doesn't touch you. Especially if you're rich and a male too, of course. So it's and so many things that they're talking about and they, they mix yeah. everything together. And you say, dude, that's capitalism. That's classism. That's ras racism. It's nothing be with us. It's not about our privilege as women's. You blaming yeah. us for things that, that we don't know doing. You just want to blame yeah. us as always. Yeah. And it's it's just really funny that they say that women have the easy way out. Like we can just marry oh a rich husband God. and he just provides for us. Like that's our <laughs> easy way out. They say it. Yeah. Uh -huh. They say it literally. And that's that's why Yeah. It's like you said before, Katie, it's like part of me does not want to give this this content airtime. Yeah. But also there needs to be like a genuine pushback, I think. I think sometimes we just we sit and we laugh and we go, oh, it's ridiculous. But no one actually unpacks it and no one discusses yeah. it properly. It's but, like it's so it's almost a little bit mad man, isn't it? It's like expect to hear these conversations like 50 years ago, 70 years ago, but not, not in 2020. But, yeah, you know, man. here we are. Here we are. I, yeah, I genuinely feel for these guys. Like you listen to their stories and they've they've been treated badly. They're lost in this this system that is quite oppressive. They're asked really strong gender roles. Um and they're not heard, they're not listened to, they're disrespected constantly. And I can see that need to just belong somewhere and 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 you be know here. and have a space and be heard. Um, and the men's rights group do that and they make them feel better yeah, about themselves yeah. and they make them feel yeah. good. It's like a cult, but they don't challenge any of the, of the under, like we keep saying, they don't challenge the underlying factors, the, the issues and the systems that underpin it. They just, they just keep coming back to, well, women have, are starting to attain more rights. So that must be what happened. That's what's happening. It's the feminists. And it's just They're stealing it's, my rights. Yeah. Yeah, I always think of that, um, you know, that meme with the, the swimmer drinking a bottle, the 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 swimmer drinking a bottle of water in the in the pool, and it's just like men men when they finally get their rights and they're like surrounded in water and they're drinking more water. <laughs> yeah, yep, I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very much what these guys are after. Not understanding their privileges because they've had bad things happen to them. It's really, it's yeah, you know. If we and could... like so, rigid gender role. So uh, there's this organisation called Our Watch, and they've it's an Australian um, organisation, and they've released a, their paper on uh, family violence primary prevention, and they outline called uh, the the preventions called um I can't remember that's terrible um but they out outline the four gender the four what they call the four gender drivers of family violence and one of them is of course rigid gender stereotypes and rigid gender roles and there's you know this really long uh, you know long standing argument that rigid gender roles harm everybody like men women non-binary yeah. folk intersex folk like um gender diverse folk like they you know they harm everybody yeah, yeah and it sounds like these guys kind of fit into that but yeah. can't can't recognize it no and and i would like to talk a little bit because inside of this group is another group sub subgroup that is called the incels that i'm dying to talk about them katie have you heard <laughs> about incels that kind of incels, yeah. I, I just obsessed. But can I tell you something can, fun? Can I go you, while you do this? No. You will love this part. You will love this part. Let me tell you this. You know who start and create the concept of incel? A woman. A Canadian woman. So this is started huh? in 93. It was a woman, a scientific, that she started a webpage because she feel like she will never have sex or have a couple. So he made this group for any sex, any gender, to talk about their story, how they feel rejected because sometimes you are more awkward socially or you have other problems that make you like, it's hard for you to feed and find a partner. So she made this way as a support group for any gender. Mm. But happened then in the, in, the, in the beginning of 2000, she realized that she was bisexual and she started to feel better with herself. And she didn't call herself anymore an incel. 
Because incel means involuntary celibate. Celibate? Celibate. Involuntary celibate. Yeah. So she realized that was about her and she just give give up the page and he, he gave it to someone. And that is going to start to turn in a male issue. And they start to comment, basically what they say is that it's not their fault, that whatever they do, they will never have sex or have a partner because they're ugly or they are, or they are like too smart or because women prefer bad dudes because they always talk about the good men and the bad men. They talk about the Chad and they talk about the Stacy. you know? They talk about that women prefer to be with an asshole than with a good guy, you know? But because the, the women are all superficials, so it's not, they, they can't find a partner because they are ugly. But then you see he, their crush, and the crush are girls that they are like huge teeth, perfect body, you know, like huge, you know, this kind of fantasy woman, and they reject them. And it's like, dude, you two are superficial. You don't like the girl that is you, like like you in the back of the computer, super introvert. You like the other one, you know? So mm -hmm. in the end, it's like, it's funny because they blame women about everything. They blame like society to be reject and to be like introvert. And um, <laughs> it's not because they're absolute assholes. It's it's because it's Oh, no, they're all good guys. Yeah. Yeah, they're all good guys. They're all the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. I understand the feeling to be reject. Like I remember when I was younger, for me, it was super hard to date. Because I like mm. anime and I didn't know how to talk to guys because I just talk about that. And I didn't like the guys that like anime neither. I like the popular ones. So they were like, what the fuck this nerd is talking about? You know, so it was I hate dudes. I hate it. They are so superficial. But then I realized that I was the superficial one. I was like, dude, look the guys that you like. They are assholes. Why you speak? You know, of course. And it's something that you mature and you realize that everyone did it, but you don't going to be blaming all dudes for being assholes. Like all my life, my my personal life was shit, dude, for years. Like my partner now is my third partner in my life. And we start to date when I was 26 because the other ones were assholes because I just was dating with guys, but mm -hmm. it was my issue too. That I was looking mm. for a kind of man that he didn't respect me. And I was like, hi, but he's so hipster. He's so cool. And I was I was the one, too, that was not looking past that shit, neither, you know. And when I start to love myself and know me as a person, I start to realize that it's not how they have to look, you know. Yeah. But probably that happened to them. Like, But, and, but know, they prefer to blame they didn't do the growing up part. Exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> like not blaming 50% of the population for your own shortcomings. Yeah. yeah. I re like when I was younger, like I was, look, I've, I've always been this person like super loud and, you know, a bit opinionated about stuff. Same, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. But I was like, I was kind of, I don't want to describe myself as ugly, but I was, I was pretty awkward looking for ages. And then all of a sudden when I turned sort of like 16 or 17, it's like things just kind of like, it's like my face adjusted and everything just went in. <laughs> yeah, of course. We, we have all the right? I know, I know. It's like, it's just like. It's mm. everyone though. Yeah. And it's just, and all of a sudden, all these guys were like really nice to me and I was treated with more respect by people. And I just was just like, this is because my face looks normal now. Like, you know, I did my <laughs> eyebrows and I'd put mascara on or whatever. But yeah, like, it's just, I'm just up. like, I'm like this. Yeah, but I, I was just like, this is really fucked up. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, mm -hmm. I'm worthy of being nice to because my face looks like normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, 100%. Yeah, so I I'm pretty sure that I pretty maintained that through my adult life is that I would never judge people on that on that basis. As opposed yeah. to incels who were just like, Well fuck you, I'm gonna do it back to you, you fucking cunt. I'm like, All right, mate, like go away, calm down. Thank yeah. God for the block button. <laughs> Have you seen that meme where it's just like flirt like a white guy and it's just like hi, 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 bitch? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's essentially how they talk to us online. If we don't respond in, you know, sort of 20 minutes or whatever, it's just like, oh, you can't. Because, again, we come back to the same problem that they think they own us. So, like, how we dare to reject them, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, see, if, you want, yeah. if you're nice, yeah, you have to be nice with girls. It's done. <laughs> why, why? I have to sleep with you because you're nice with me. Are you serious? Dude. And then they talk about the black pill and the red pill. So the red pill is one men's right movement talk about. 
the the basically the red pill tell you i have it here male privilege doesn't exist that is a red pill when you realize that male <laughs> privilege doesn't exist really that's okay Wachowski <laughs> <laughs> sisters are suing them okay are they, are they? Or is that what they're saying? Oh, no, no. I hope they, oh, you know, I hope they do. Brilliant. Like, Let's just sue them for copyright. <laughs> yeah. Man. But then they have the other pill that is a new one called the black pill. That is the incel pill. And they say, literally, <laughs> that when I'm you. I'm going to mute my mic. Yeah. So the black pill is incel take it and adopt the belief that. Uh, is hopeless and nothing that they can do will change the lack of sex and relationship that they can get. So they accept that will never be loved, they will never love because they are ugly, they are incels, so I can do nothing about it because that's my life, you know? Oh, so they become just voluntarily so celibate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just do another quick meme here. Sorry, yeah. I know I've done so many, but the the Ned Flanders meme. I've tried nothing and I'm all out of options. <laughs> exactly. you got to help us, Doc. I've tried nothing. I've tried nothing no. and I'm all out of ideas. Oh, sorry, We're all out sorry. of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, mm. just delete everything that I say and just insert Kate. Actually, can we if go back Simpsons to the start? Quotes, then. Can we, if we just, yeah, absolutely. If we just go back to the start and we'll just say that Kate is me and I am Kate. <laughs> <laughs> That will just sort me out totally. It's just like, oh, that was a really interesting point, Leah. <laughs> Dude. And you know that there are two females incels, but it's really interesting the case of female incels because female incel, the difference with male, yeah, is that a female incel, the rage is, in, in, is inwards and male incel is outwards. So... As yeah, always, yeah. females, they blame themselves like, well, he didn't like me because this. And it's like, he have, of course, that girl is more pretty. Of course, that fucking horrible self-esteem, right? But they, but yeah. they don't take it with the males. They talk it with themselves. But dudes, of course, blaming us, men privilege us. You know, like we are, they call us bitches. They call us egocentric, cruel, and shallow. That's how they talk about women, basically. It's really fun, though, it's because like, it's so easy. I've got blame one us. problem. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've got this problem. I'm going to blame it on 50% of the world's population. Yeah. Just, you know. I'm not going to do any self-reflection or introspection. It's not about me. No. 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 Might not. No, no. Oh, my God. I'm, there's this. Uh, I'll, I'll put this in the notes as well because I can't remember her name. But there's this this woman on TikTok who reads through people's Tinder profiles. And it's. I love that. Oh, my God. That's so much fun. It's oh, so funny. It's sad yeah. and depressing that these guys are like, oh, you know, you might not like me, but also you're a bitch. <laughs> like, literally. Oh, that's so funny. Wow. Like, he's on a dating app trying to atta- attract attention. Yeah. Are you insulting? Trying to, you know, meet someone by calling people bitches and telling them that they're shallow and, you People have so much sex. Yeah. People yeah. have so with, much sex. Definitely. With him. With himself and his sock. Bless. Bless. They have no, like, women genuinely, you know, of course there's going to be women who are superficial and they might not want to go out with you because you're too short or you look like this or do like that. There are also men like that. That's, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's gross. Yeah. It's it's not nice. It's real. Let's, yeah, but, but it's maybe, happening both sides. May, yeah, maybe we don't we don't encourage that and maybe we avoid engaging with people like that. Like, I certainly yeah. won't go out with anyone. Like, I like to think Don't that Don't date my... superficial jerks. Yeah, no, no. Let's make that a hashtag. Um, yeah. But, like, like, I sometimes, like, see my... Like, I mean, I've got can a I say bar. something? I will sleep bar. with that once. I don't have any problem. I will sleep with that once, but no boyfriend. But, yeah, sleep, why not? Anything. <laughs> why not? If he's handsome, like, come here. I'm, I'm not asking for love, baby. I just, like, have a good time. But that's it. That's the point. Like, who cares? It's like... Yeah. Sometimes they like you, yeah, sometimes yeah. they don't. You have said you don't. Who cares? Yeah. Leave like our vaginas alone. With with yeah. the side. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. I... Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And that's yeah, and it's really funny how like even going back to their whole like um debate around bodily autonomy or lack there that we're supposed to have, but they're like all the listing of all the contraception that they have and that they're saying that men have no rights after birth. Do you have many oh my men? God. 
piss off after they find out their partners are pregnant. Exactly. Mm. How many men withhold um, custody payments and, oh, I never want the kid. Why should I pay for it? Exactly. Like that's, yeah. It's just you just scratch at the at their arguments even slightly, and they yeah. just crumble to yeah. pieces. Yeah. No, none of yeah. it holds up to no. To, no. Yeah. Nothing. And it was so bizarre that in the documentary they had all of these academics talking on the points, like the feminist points, because they're the ones that are evidence based. And um, she'd just be like, hmm, I'm going to go talk to this other, I'm going to take all of your substantiated, researched, peer-reviewed knowledge and I'm going to go talk to this one guy with an anecdotal evidence base. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, look, like... I looked at the, um, the website, there's actually a men's right website in Australia and they've got like a whole heap of resources and articles on how shit women are. And like, and they talk about male circumcision as if like feminists are responsible for male circumcision. Yes. Oh my like, god, that's I so think, crazy. Mm, the circumstance—that's crazy. Why they it's even? It's awful. This- it's awful. Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. I, think I don't as agree females, with male circumcision. I think as no. as feminists, probably with any of us believing that shit, that's insane. Man. They do it to babies without to ask them. I don't think no one support that. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. I mean, I understand. It's so weird practices. Yeah. But there's, yeah. you know, that I just it's difficult to be outside that culture and discuss a cultural practice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But I certainly. So you know, we do need to tread lightly, but at the same time, I am pro full consent so yeah if i had a male if i had a child with a penis i would not be circumcising that penis absolutely it's crazy totally it's so out of my yeah. culture in south america we actually don't do it at all so for me it's insane like yeah. it's insane when mm. it's like it's so common it's like why you know <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean yeah. we get we get earrings when we are babies though we all do to the girls all of them all of us but uh, the cir- yeah, I know, what? I know. What? But I don't know. We didn't ask for though, you know. I don't care. Yeah, I like my earrings, true. you know. But the yeah. circumstances, it, the circ- oh no, of course, it's more hardcore. I know, but it's insane. Mm. Like for me, it's not even. And when I saw one for first time, was like, oh, what? Mm. It's so weird because it's not even. It's not usual at all, at least in my culture. Mm. So for me, it's insane. Mm. And they blame yeah. that like men privilege or that 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 destroy all the feminism because they cut our penis. It's like, what are you talking about? Like we don't even decide yeah, that. It's no, it's no. Like it's so strange. But also on that between website, the two. yeah, yeah, it's strange. On that website, though, the Men's Rights Activist website, they also have a, a link for uh, fe- female, which I fucking hate that word. We are women. <laughs> um, but they just insist on calling us females, which is yeah, just d- odd. Yeah. Mm. Yes, it's, Ugh, I know. It's gross. It sounds um, pejorative, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-mm. But um, women, they report that women are also sexual abusers, which is absolutely true. Again, going back to Hannah Gatsby, you don't have the monopoly on behaviour. Like, you just don't. But they've listed three different women as sexual abusers. And I don't know about you guys, but I've experienced sexual abuse three times in my lifetime. So I'm 38. So, you know, there could be more to come. And they were by three different men. So I'm sort of thinking that if that website could only pull together three women, I'm just wondering if we could maybe... You know, should we start a website that lists all the cases of, I mean, the, you know, maybe Sherelle Moody or someone like that is kind of already doing that. But like, not only raped, but murdered, like, like the femicide. Hello. These are three, three, three women. And one of them was, um, was it, was a pedophile, essentially. Like she was a teacher in a school. Yeah. Which Mm, is disgusting. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like terrible. No. Of course. No. But, you know. Let's let's look at it in the context of how many women have died this week and how many women <laughs> today yeah. have been this raped. Goes back to that argument about the the evidence just not supporting any of these arguments. Like you know, facts. Yeah, just in facts. Australia, you know, we have one uh, on average one woman a week murdered in Australia in Australian statistics. One woman per like, week. Hmm. That's really high. Yep. Wow. That's really um, high, one per week. That's pretty high. And I'm South uh, American, so I can tell you that's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's really intense and it's all down to how the, the media reports on it and how they speak about women's violence or violence against women and the gendered violence and, and the, the nice way that they report it in the gender media. Gender violence. This yeah. Gender violence. Femis- that's the word. Femicide. Femicide. They, 
they they talk they're just like family man loses control family and chops man. up his wife and burns her to death in a car like you know like they always but he was a respected community he, he a res- member and yeah loving yeah. father until and they talk about everybody. domestic violence circumstances <laughs> And they talk about sorry, like domestic. I shouldn't laugh about that, but it's insane. Sorry, honey, I keep talking over you. Keep going. No, no, it's all right. We're talking. It's so hard to do this. Like it's all right. <laughs> like I just, I can't wait that we can actually see in person and this shit can be more like fluent, yeah. you know. So it's definitely like we will do it, girls. All good. And with a drink too, because I always help. But what I want to say, like this, and they always speak. I'm like domestic violence, and domestic violence can be two sides. So they they have to use their right words. They have to use femicide because it's different. You know, it's different. It's domestic violence is too big for use it when it's actually violence against women. That's why they, it's important the media the responsibility to use use the words right because it's not mm. the same. You know, how you say it's about power and uh, so many things. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. about power and control. Um, yeah. And we're sugarcoating this, what's actually happening by just, like, calling it domestic violence or uh, inter- interpersonal violence or intimate partner violence or, like, we're just we're just tiptoeing around what it fucking is and it's femicide. Yes. And it exactly. underpins murder and rape and assault and we just need to talk about it appropriately and properly with the strong language that these issues deserve day weekly one woman on average every week that shouldn't be happening that should not be happening we're supposed is to that have woman privilege is that woman privilege excuse yeah, me people look, you're going to tell me that that's woman privilege be one no, look, woman yeah. murder <laughs> hello yeah. like which war yeah. are you coming from so just, i would like to oh sorry baby finish your idea no <laughs> what idea i just ramble you know this <laughs> but that that the woman in the podcast that was on the podcast in the um in the documentary that was from the honey badgers with the short hair yes oh, i wanted yeah. i wanted to crawl into the tv and do some some interpersonal violence like i wanted to oh yeah 100 oh my god she and she, again like they always pause before they say these like really cheesy things and she's just like yeah. justice is women but patriarchy is bad. And what else did she say? Like, and feminism what? is going to be our savior. And that's women are the savior. What about the men? And I'm just like, I don't know, probably out there shooting their wives. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like it's the disconnect is so significant. And how they sort of they they think that they've got this kind of gotcha constantly. And it's just mm. like that that's yeah. not a thing. It's not a thing. It doesn't it, exist. Is this- it's disgusting because they talk about the cases in Africa where different groups were like kidnapping kids from schools and destroying a school because they don't want to get Occidental education. And they say they only talk about when they kidnapped the girls that they free, but no one talk about the school of boys when they were all murdered. And it's terrible because they just talk about when women are the victims, but they never talk about all the other cases where men are killed horribly. And it's like, yes, because feminist group are taking care about what is happening but it's not the fault of the feminists that you the, the media don't care about the violence in Africa you know like yeah, why are you blaming yeah. us and about that that's ridiculous yeah. if we have publicity to talk about violence against women if we have things about that if we have hashtag if we have women talking in big forums it's because we are working for us like if no one does it, no one will. That all the, the things that we're getting is because we as women are working. So why you are yeah. blaming us to protect us each other? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And if the we're, only we're, time that that they're bringing up these right these arguments, the only time that they're promoting the rights of, of um, you know male victim survivors is in the context of people promoting the rights of women and girls. Like that's the only time that this sort of gets a platform is to shoot down that conversation promoting the rights of. of where where were um, all the MRAs you know. when Terry Crews was talking about his assault? Why aren't people shouting out for Terry Crews's yeah. Terry Crews like abuse? Why aren't people up in arms about that? They were yep. dead silent. Why aren't they yeah. like going, hey, Terry, that was really shit what happened to you. Why don't you come and talk on our show? And the reason why Terry doesn't do that sort of stuff is because they're all full of shit. They hate women and Terry doesn't because he's a massive babe, although I have a feeling he did something problematic. But that doesn't mean we cancel people just because they fuck up. People are allowed to fuck up, but I can't remember what he did. 
but mostly he's a babe. But also he's on a cop show, so that's a bit ACAB. I don't know. But also he built a doll's house on that cop show, so I kind of still love him. <laughs> it's complicated. It's complex. There's nuance, people. <laughs> nuance. <laughs> oh. oh, just every time you come back to it, they're just so close to getting to the point, and then they just turn straight back around and return back to sexism. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. maybe we can start to close this episode and maybe we can... Do you have any conclusion that we would like to say? Let's go to start with our invited Katie. Can you tell us what, what <laughs> you think about all of this and what you can say for, for yeah, your point of view? Yeah, just wrap it up, Katie? Yeah, no, I don't know what to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all how right. About I just, how about I just go, all right. Uh, I think that's just about enough of shitting on men. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank our allies, especially, and a big shout out to Ozpol Snack Pod. It was their um, their one year anniversary episode today, so that was really exciting and cool. Well done, Zach and Noon. Um, genuine yeah. allies of feminists, like the great kids. So if you've not listened to Ozpol Snack Pod, uh, I can't remember their tagline, but it's something like bite-sized chunks of Ozpol memes. I, I didn't get that right. But it's a really interesting <laughs> podcast where they, they, they talk about Australian politics and they always include Indigenous voices and feminist voices. So they're, they're Amazing. good kids and I highly That's recommend. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 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 Um, and, yeah, so shout out to the allies and um, thumbs down to all the MRAs and the incels out there. But yeah, keep definitely. trying. You might get there eventually. You could be good anarchists, but you're not. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. Thank you so much for coming today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Definitely don't forget to share. And we will be making better every, every time. So I'm so excited that we have Katie today. And remember, the most important is don't blame us about your own issues. We can work together. Don't be an asshole and respect us. So that's all. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week. Bye-bye, girls. Bye. Respect women. Yay. Respect bye. women. Bye. Don't be a jerk. <laughs>